We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. This is your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yep, yep. T.O., I am in the building, and I like this segment right here because... We have another receiver on the yes, show. Yes, sir. You know I mean? Talking NFL receiver. draft 2022. Yeah. Khalil Shakir is in the building. Khalil yeah. is in My the man. building. Boise State so wide receiver. Yeah, How you doing, yeah. man? I'm good. You know you're light skinned, so you, they, they don't think you soft. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you go start the show. Yeah. We, we can't <laughs> warm up. Oh, Jesus, get your popcorn ready. Right? <laughs> warm him up. No, he doesn't come in again. He light skinned. You light skinned. No, that's how it goes. That's what I always say. Just, just turn on the film, man. We good. There, that's what you say. Let let the film show. I like that. That's what's up, man. So how you enjoying the process right now, going through like getting ready? Of course, you did your pro day, all that stuff, right? Off season stuff, but the draft is almost here, Mm. right? You get nervous, you get antsy. Like, what's that feel like? It's just like I wanted to be here already. You know, like you grind for so long to to get to this moment, and you know it's a less than two weeks away. It's right around the corner, and it's like right now I'm just working out, trying to you know get myself in football shape. You know, Mm kind of. Transitioning from that combine training to football shape, um, you know, with the draft coming up here, and now it's like work out, and I'm sitting there for the rest of the day. Like, what do I do with myself? You know, what right, I'm saying? right, so right. I just so wanted to be it, already. Yeah. So, what what are, the, what are some of the expectations? Obviously, like I said, you're putting in the hard work right now, looking to obviously forward to to the draft. Um, do you have a general idea? I know if you got an agent, you kind of have a projection of where you may go, like the best case scenario, mm-hmm. least case scenario. What in your mind? Like, what are your expectations? I mean, I'm not expecting nothing. I'm not right. going in expecting, you know, second round, third round, nothing like that. That's right now where I'm mostly projected, you know, day two guy. But for okay. me, it's like I'm not going to expect day two because at the end of the day, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And then, you know, I, I don't get drafted till later, you know. So for me, it's just keeping my mind open to whatever happens, happens at the end of the day and the opportunity that I get. I'm going to just take, the, you know, take full advantage of it. Right. Because, again, the most important thing is understanding it don't matter when you get drafted, mm. right? It's like once you get in the NFL camp, it's going to be, what, 14 receivers? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. one through 14, like, yeah. and you ain't going to be one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but I have to figure out where I fit in on this yep. team, right, on the roster, right. as far as playing special teams, as far as just, you know, being a third receiver, fourth receiver, mm-hmm. right? So what are your, like, expectations when you're talking about, like, going to a specific system? Would you like it to be more wide open, or do you feel like your skill set can pretty much adapt to any system? I mean, I feel like I've been 
throughout my college prep, was thrown through a whole two two whole different or three whole different systems, you know, mm -hmm. with a lot of coaching changes and you know switching OCs a lot. So I, as far as going into a team for me, it's like my my mind is ready for whatever, you know. I didn't been through learn you know three different playbooks already and open all that type of stuff. And for me, you know, even if I'm not wide receiver one, I provide special teams value as well. So my mind is open to everything, you know. I'm going in with whatever the team needs me to do and whatever is going to get myself on the field as much as possible. I'm willing to do. I mean, that's that's admirable to hear him say that, like, mm -hmm. you know, offering his services to special teams, mm -hmm. because not many guys, like I said, have that mindset of knowing, okay, I'm going to be drafted as a receiver, but then him saying, hearing him say, okay, yeah, wherever the team may need me, whether that's special teams, mm -hmm. wise or whatever, or if it's, you know, third receiver, fourth receiver, wherever I can get on the field to obviously make a name for yourself. Um, obviously, like I said, you don't really care whether it's second round, third round, but have your agent told you about, you know, there are teams with specific needs, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. your agent cares what round. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, but I mean, there are, there are teams out there that, that, that need quarterbacks, there are mm -hmm. teams that may need running backs, or there are any teams, you know, the top five teams that you have discussed with your, your agent of receiver needs where you feel like, okay, you would be a better fit for. Yeah, I mean, there's a... I mean, more than a handful of teams, a little more than a handful of teams that, you know, I feel like are fit for me and that, you know, we've been talking to the most. You know, for me, it's a lot of guys are saying I'm, I'm going to be a slot guy. You know, for me, I'm like, I can play everywhere, you know, watch mm, my gotcha. film, I play everywhere. But if, you know, if that's what the teams need me to do or want me to do. Mm -hmm. So it's more of, you know, okay, what teams are in 11 personnel, you know, majority of the games and mm -hmm. what teams, you know, stay in that so I can be on the field if I end up at the teams. You know, you got teams like the Bills, you got New England who use, utilize the slot well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, teams like that who, you know, like 11 personnel, like utilizing their slots in ways where, you know, I can really get out there and be creative and, and turn whatever, you know, their playbook and just put into my play style as far as their choice routes and juke routes and things like that. So those teams are, you know, obviously what we like looking into and teams that, you know, need a guy like me. Yeah, you mentioned a team like New England, a guy that thrived in the slot. You have Julian, Julian Edelman, Edelman yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Wes Welkers. Think of Buffalo Bills. You have your Cole Beasley. He was at, you know, uh, prior to that, he was with the Cowboys. Are these some of the guys? Like I said, you can play outside, inside. Are there? Is there? What? What do you feel like you specialize in? What gives you the best position or, or best? Yeah, I would say what, what's the best situation for for Khalil to be successful, whether it's inside or outside. I would say, you know, I really. When I'm on the inside and I'm playing slot, I feel like that's when you get like the the full, you know, toolbox, you know what I'm saying? Mm, because gotcha. when you're in the slot, the way I look at it is, you know, I, yeah, I can line up outside, you know, but when you're in the slot, you got so much more space to work. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, also when you're in the slot, the way we looked at it was, you know, you got a, a nickel safety guard nickel, in you. Yeah. And safeties, <laughs> safeties right. went to college. So yeah. they got recruited to college to tackle. Yeah. Corners, you know. And don't let it be a Will Sam. So that's kind of how it was. You, you know? see, he's so, lighting up. He's yeah. like, okay, I get to do my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like it, it, equipment, it's a mismatch. Yeah. It's yeah. a mismatch. You get to really, you know, like you said, put your full display, you know, yeah. toolbox on display. You know, like I said, you get those meters. You got linebackers, like I said, depending on the defensive package. Mm. And then usually, like I said, if you're in the slot and you got a guy on you, you just like you're, what, Third, Third or fourth best yeah. DB, yeah. If, yeah. If, if that. And like I said, if you have that mindset, okay, I should already be out here on the field, you about to go do work. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. You yeah. about to eat. Yeah. You about to get, yeah. tell me to get your popcorn. <laughs> yeah. 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 you know what I mean? What's the, like I said, if you're talking about draft, like draft day, second, third, whatever round, you're, you know, doesn't mm -hmm. matter to you, obviously. So if you have, let's say the Broncos, you know, 
call your name, right? What's going to be like your reaction of surreal? You know, excited. Like, what? What do you think? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, some people can't fathom it. Some people don't right. even understand it. Like, but what do you think the natural reaction for you, as far as these 22 years, you know, yeah. of wanting to, this dream come true, and now mm. we get to see it happen in rare form? I honestly don't know. Like, I'm not. I can't sit or right. say I'm a cry or I'm a be, right, right. you know, or just be happy. I don't know. The, the reason I know? asked prior too, because I want to see what you say, yeah. and then when I see it, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So I want to kind of no get doubt. the comparison. Yeah. That's what well, I'm, I'm gonna have my whole family down there. Okay. Uh, my fiance's family's coming down from up uh, Northern California. Nice. You know. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, on, thank on, you. Yeah, thank engagement you. So, uh, as well. my, I think that I, I might have some tears because my grandparents, that's why we're having it down in Pensacola. Um, mm -hmm. They live down there, so bringing the party down to them. Oh, that's awesome. um, good. And I, I have a feeling my grandma and my granddad, the moment I look at them, I, I feel like the tears yeah, start coming out. So, yeah. I mean, you don't yeah. know how you're going to feel in that moment. Right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, we've all been there. It's just emotionally raw. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know we've seen a number of clips, even uh, what, a year or two ago, we saw DK Metcalf. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just uh, just a burst overwhelming, of raw overwhelming. emotion with him, you know. So we've all we've all had it. I can I don't think I cried. I was just I was just happy, you know, that I even Oof, I got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I remember, like I said, I was on campus with my one of my college coaches, uh, the linebacker coach, coach called Corey Edmund. We was at his apartment. I think I just had like my my mom, my brother, and sister there, a couple of my cousins there, and like I said, like I said, I didn't really have the dream as a kid to play in the National Football League, you mm. know what I mean? So things that kind of just, un, you know, just unfolded, you know, mm. just before my eyes. And then all of a sudden, like I said, I get an opportunity to, to get drafted. And so I had the, the, the projection of maybe at best going late second round and, you know, early third, but then I end up going late third, mm. you know, almost in the fourth round. So just to hear my name called and then, like I said, that's why I asked you, like I said uh, earlier, about teams that needed receivers. Like, mm. you, you kind of know, you know, as the draft unfolds, mm -hmm. the teams that are yeah. be, that are up next, you're kind of like, okay, I know I'm probably going to go here. This is, they need Possibility to go yeah. here. Yeah. So yeah. when I, when I was, uh, when I was on, on the draft board and I saw the guys that were going before me, uh, I think it was Green Bay and then San Francisco. And then Green Bay, I had worked out for Green Bay. They were, I was really high on that board. I moved up and then, they chose, uh, I think, Derek Mays, and then San Francisco Derek was up. And I'm like, I didn't, like, I didn't think I was gonna go to the yeah. San Francisco yeah. 49ers, yeah. and then so I was like, okay, I'm probably gonna go to the fourth round. Mm -hmm. Then they called my name. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I was yeah. shocked. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, like I said, everybody has different, different uh, uh, expressions or, of experiences. Emotions. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So like I said, but man, usually it kind of happens like that. Like I say, you'll have the teams that really like you mm. and like you're thinking it's gonna be that team and then like, oh, this team really didn't work me out or they ain't been calling yeah. my agent. Right. And that's the one that drafted yeah. you like, oh, oh, well, that's my new favorite team, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so who is your favorite team growing up? Falcons. Falcons, Yeah, really? my dad is a Falcons fan. So really? he got, he live in Tampa now, but his whole house, his, uh, he has a gym in his garage, his falconed out, falcon carpets. Oh, his, wow. his truck really? is red and black. He got really. Oh, he a dirty bird for real. Yeah, he got a little ball. Speaking of dirty bird, I was just with uh, Jamal Anderson yeah. this past weekend. Yeah. So then yeah. so, I, I know, obviously, I know I'm good friends with uh, Julio Jones, mm. who played with the Falcons. Yeah, so, that's yeah. his. That's his team right there. So 
So, yeah, so that's, what, that's who he's I, I know he, so, he won't say it. He so won't say it, but I think, team, yeah. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be wherever you land. Yeah, we're going to see. And he's going to have to uh, renovate yeah. that whole Falcon. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he didn't, though. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Say, so right. who's, who's the Falcons' uh, rival? Who's the, would it be Tennessee? Who would be the Falcons' rival? Saints. Right? Saints, Saints? Yeah. yeah. So if you go yeah. to the Saints, that's what I want to see. What you going to do with Nate? You know, that's He brought that up. He said he said he might shed a tear, but he'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? That's fun. That's fun. So again, how, how I guess, influential were your parents in this whole mm -hmm. process is going, you know, picking the right school and yeah. now, you know, going through this uh, NFL draft process? Yeah, I mean, my mom, first of all, the strongest person I know. You know what I'm saying? My parents got a divorce when I was eighth grade. And my mom, all my uh, three siblings, we all stayed with my mom. So her, you know, single mom, working hard for four kids in the house, you know, putting food on the table for four kids in the house isn't easy, isn't an easy, easy thing to do. So Absolutely. her doing that, you know, obviously she, I wouldn't be here without her. And she's tough as hell too. Mm. You know, I get my toughness yeah. from her. So awesome. then my pops, uh, he was my first coach ever. You know, he's the one who got me into football. And I, right. I didn't want to play football at seven years old. I, honestly, mm. I was playing soccer and I was mm. like, I like this more. I don't get hit, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I don't have yeah. to try and avoid getting hit. So, <laughs> well, obviously, that, that's, that's changed, that's you know changed what I'm saying? Little. Like, I was seven years old. I'm like, I don't want to put on a helmet and go right, play right, football. Right. But, you know, he, he made me stick to it. And every single, right. you know, the story, he, he's actually benched me before when he's, he was my coach, you know? Right. And everybody's like, why are you I'm benching sure your son, you know? I'm thankful and grateful yeah. that he did. Today. So just like him doing things like that, you know? And just kind of showing me how to, you know, how to grind and how to, you know, play the game and have fun with it as well. You know, obviously their support means everything to me. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But you know what? I want to I get in a little bit deeper into that receiver conversation because Cooper Cup, obviously not the biggest, strongest, fastest. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams, not the biggest, strongest, fastest. But we're talking about them as one and two in the NFL right now, mm -hmm. right? But every combine, they want to take 6'3", 215. He's the best receiver since yeah. Moss. He's the best guy since T.O. And he, you know, so all mm -hmm. this th these things happen every single year. You know, and they're not 6'3", 215, yeah. right? I was, come, I was a big receiver coming out. And even I'm to the point now, like, stop saying he's the best receiver in the draft just because he's 6'3", yeah. 215. Yeah. Like, can we get over the fact that it's the skill set and the fit and the character of that football player that's going to make them the better football player? Mm. You and know? I think, it, honestly, what you're talking about, there are trends, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's trends to the measurables uh, of, of which they're evaluating guys from. Because you see, like I said, the names of you by myself, 
uh, Randy. You got Calvin Johnson. Mm -hmm. You know, that was Fitzgerald, a yeah. yeah the like I said, you mentioned yourself. You're a 6'2", 6'3", and above, like 215. These, that was the, the measuring stick. That, those are the blueprints of receivers that teams were looking for. Right. As you said, you got guys like Cooper Cup, you know, Monte Adams, you know what I mean? Quick feet. I mean, all these guys, they don't They're they dominating don't fit, the right? game. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't fit that trend right. as, as we once were. Mm -hmm. So now they're kind of carving out a niche to where it's not, it's not all about hype, you know yeah. what I mean? And they're, they're dispelling uh, a lot of that. Yeah. Like, what would you say to the general managers who are putting 6'3", 215 in front of you right now? I mean, for me, it's at the end of the day, I mean, I don't, I'm not sitting in those offices. I'm not in his brain, you know, mm -hmm. thinking what he's thinking. For me, it's if, you know, half the GMs want to think the 6'3 guys and the other half don't want to think me, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to pay more attention to the guys who think me, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So for me, when it comes on a draft edge, whoever pulls the trigger on me is going is going to get a dog, you know. Right, and you right. know, many people are like, "Oh yeah, he's not six three, he's not two hundred something pounds." Right, right, right. But at the end of the day, like, I can't say nothing but just just wait and see, you know. Right, and that's right. within myself. I know that all these guys who are put in front of me right now, um, at the end of the day, you know, ten years from now, my name is going to be the one that people remember. Right, right. So. Yeah, because yeah, I think, like you like you just said, there's something inside of you, um, like something inside of Hatch that made us who we are. Like even with me now, there's something inside of me, there's something you can't measure. Right. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You can't put a measuring stick yeah. to. You know what I mean? So like I said, like I said, I don't really like where the trends are. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you gotta be this height. Yeah, right. that that helps, you know what I mean? If you're you're bringing a complete package mm -hmm. and if you can sustain that, you know, right. going into yeah. the league. But like I said, just because you are you're you're, you're you're tall or you weigh a certain thing, that's not gonna be a, a doesn't translate to a right. good football yeah, player. There's too many you, variables for football right, players. Right, it's not yeah. going to make you somebody that, you know, that they've seen before. Mm -hmm. Everybody is different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For, I guess, receivers especially, mm -hmm. right, the, the 40 thing, what'd you run in the 40? Like, what's your best time in the 40? 4-4-3. Uh, 4-4-3, four, four, three. Four, four, three, right? And again, mm -hmm. same type of thing. He runs a 4-2, he's ready for the first yeah. round, right? But how can you run by somebody who's a 4-3 or 4-2 guy and you're a 4-4 guy. Because a lot of people don't understand that. Like, mm -hmm. I felt like even when I was 35 and old, I could go run by a rookie DB who ran a 4-2 because there's a certain way to do it. Mm -hmm. right. So how are you going to get open and run by people who run 4-2s and 4-3s? Well, that starts with the finesse in the game. Like, it just depends on, all right, this safety over top of me ran a 4-2. And I'm like, I definitely don't run a 4-2. Four, four but right. at the end of the day, you know, one, what's the play? What's my route? How am I going to stem off the ball to make him think that I'm doing something else? Also, at the end of the day, game speed is a lot faster. But as a receiver, I feel like you should, you're should you not really running your routes like 1,000 miles per hour because mm, right. it's, it's a very small amount of people who are running 1,000 miles per hour that can just stop, stop on the dime. Right, right, yeah. So it's showing the illusion of speed as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So And he's in a back pedal so that he's already at disadvantage when I'm coming off the ball. I'm showing him that I'm, Facts. you know, booking it. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have to respect that. So once he open up, that's where, you know, I could depend on my stem and stuff mm -hmm. like that, kind of working within there. Then I okay. see him make that one false step, you know, open up, then boom, I'm going the other direction, things like that. So it just becomes with, you know, showing the illusion of speed and showing him, you know, that I'm going to go left, but I'm really going to go right, you know, right. things like that. Is that a coach thing? Did you learn that, like, by a coach that you got coached by, or you mm -hmm. kind of just figured that out throughout playing? I actually learned that from uh, Anquan Bowden. So when I was yeah. um, doing combine training, he was a position coach down there for Lauderdale um, at XPE. Okay. And uh, he was like showing us, kind of showing us how, you know, 
him and uh, the trainer, Tony Villani, they're showing us. Tony? Like, yeah. What's up, Tony Villani? That's yeah. my old trainer. We um, started a started long time ago with Tony. Yeah. He was big on the illusion of speed. Um, mm -hmm. he, he showed us, uh, Julio Jones ran a post corner, and it was a while ago. Um, and it looks like he's moving. Right, right. And they said, what's his, they asked us well, how fast you think he's running. And everybody's like 18 miles per hour, 19 miles per hour. He was running 13.1 miles per wow. hour. Wow. But he like but he completely like... broke off the corner and ran, you know what I mean? We're like, for me, I'm like, that's mind blowing because I've been taught like, go, 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 you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, but it's a way to do that and a way to go about it, mm -hmm. when, especially when, depending on your route, the way Body you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Knees and elbows, I'm yeah. looking like, I ain't moving no yeah, so that's kind of where it all started there, you know, and I never understood until I got to that point. So yeah. I feel like that's why, you know, you watch Senior Bowl film, you watch Combat film, the way I'm running routes, just like being coachable coachable, mm -hmm. and seeing that within that time period and the way Anquan Bowden was like jogging through the routes and showing us steps and, you know, we're walking routes for the first, you know, month we're there. Yeah. And I'm like, we can train for the draft while we walking. Yeah. But in his head, He's sitting there and he's trying to teach us how to do it right, you Specifics know, because a lot of guys are just taking off going, but we're getting out of our brakes so much slower. Mm -hmm. So his whole thing was getting it down to the T as far as steps mm -hmm. and also like understanding when to run full speed, when to slow mm -hmm. it down a bit mm -hmm. and things like that. So, yeah. So I, I, I mean, you don't seem like the diva nah. type today, uh -uh. today, but <laughs> there's going to come a day where like, yo, yeah, he acting a fool. Because I mean, yeah. as we see, we all have that persona, I'm the man, I mm -hmm. need to, you know, have the ball thrown to me more, whatever that yeah. thing is, because you have to have that type of confidence. Yeah. Right? Everybody don't have that Cooper Cup demeanor. But inside, I'm sure Cooper does. He feels yeah. like, he has right. to because he's an ultra competitor. Mm. You see right. what I'm saying? But he just is, it doesn't come out. Right. We know, don't see it. We don't see display. it. We'll, we'll never see yeah. it. Right. Um, but what have you had in your past? Like, has anything ever came up where you don't have to necessarily curse somebody out that you mm. want the ball or you want more, but anything that you've crossed your path in, internally, like, look, that could have been bad. That could have went bad right there, but mm. you kind of handled it the right way. Yeah, I, well, for me, I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily say, like, I'm the yelling type. You know, I was a two-time uh, captain my last two years. But for me, so for me, it's like, I, I can lead by example. I mm. love showing, you know, people how to get things done and how to do it correctly. But my, the thing that I struggled with was being more vocal. And mm -hmm. trying to figure out, does that mean yelling and cussing guys out? Or does mm -hmm. that mean pulling guys aside, you know, and things like that. So for me, I was a type where, you know, when I felt like stuff was going bad, I would never, my first initial reaction wouldn't be to just bark at somebody and start mm -hmm. going because at the end of the day, everybody handles that differently, you mm -hmm. know, where I can handle, I feel like I can handle every style. You know, my, my teammate might not be able to handle that, you yeah. know, and like I said, I'm a big time team guy. So just yeah. because I want to sit there and yell at everybody and that's my, my captain style, doesn't mean that, you know, if I'm sitting here yelling at this dude and he don't take that well, yeah, then now it's like, screw this dude, yeah. you know? And I never want it to be looked at like that through my teammates. So for me, everybody can handle pulling pulling them aside and talking to them. The conversation. So, yeah, having just a simple conversation. And then for me, I, I feel like all I did was keep it real with my teammates and, you know, mm -hmm. staff and things like that. So when things were going to get bad, for me, it was like, I'm not going to sit here and just let it soak in and hold it in myself and make myself mad. Yep, I'm going to yep. pull my quarterback aside and tell him what I saw and tell him why I thought he should have done this. Mm -hmm. And if he disagrees with me, cool, explain to me why he disagreed with me. Then we could come to, you know, a conclusion as far as what we're going to do to move on. So right. for me, it was just never, ever just getting on somebody, yelling at somebody, cussing somebody out. Yeah. It was more of just pull them aside and have a conversation. Yeah, I couldn't stand that. Yeah. Chris Carter was the holler. He would get on us, and I'm like, I, I never. Oh, that doesn't surprise I me. Wouldn't, I wouldn't go into a shell, but I didn't react the right way. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, those things, again, I, 
I took it differently because he wasn't a coach. I think mm. I would have took it different if was a coach, but he wasn't a coach. So I remember those things bothered me as yeah. a younger player. And yeah. then as an older player, I felt more like you. Like, yeah, there's a lot of different ways how to handle mm. certain situations. Yeah. So give us your top five receivers of all time, my man. Since I know you've been watching ball for mm. 22 years. You're 22 years old. That's all you got. But it seems like you're like my, your own, my own. Your professional yeah. opinion. Your opinion. Just like... Look, bro, okay. it's yeah. what, who you, you think. You can't be yeah. wrong, right? Right. And, so and, and no specific I, order at all. Yeah. Just one, one in one. Who I grew up watching, the first person I wanted to be like was uh, Ocho Cinco. Okay. Damn, Chad. That was the first person. Shout out to, to my like. boy Chad. Shout out to yeah. Ocho. Chad, I would say him. He got, um, he got some of the quickest feet that I've ever yeah. been around. I, yeah, I was probably one of his first teachers, just so you know. At Langston, yeah. So, go ahead, keep going. I would so, I touch say touch uh, everybody, everybody, buddy. But go ahead. Jerry Rice, that's somebody Jerry. you know. I I think he he'd Two be my number that one. I know if, yeah. if I have a number one, I'm not going to number the rest, but Jerry Rice would be one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's so we got two. Uh, I enjoyed. I, I watched a lot of Julio growing up. You okay. Know, my course, dad, yeah. my yeah. dad put on the game boy. and watched them. You know the yeah, whole man. time. So All Julio. Right. Um, that's three. Okay. Got two left for the two yeah. spots. Ocho, Jerry, and Julio. And then, so for me, the main reason why I, I chose Ocho Cinco is because the way he, like, how fun he was. So the personality. Me, I, like, I, like, gotta have fun I like watching, like, somebody put on a show. Yeah. So I would have you on there. Oh, well. when he said put yeah. on the show, I knew I was That's next. A, yeah. <laughs> nah, like, I knew, yeah, I like, knew I was next. When he said put on a show, nah, the, uh, that's how you feel. Look, oh, man. Oh, you this feel all You're going to cry, like, buddy. You're going to oh, cry. Man. Like, when you were there. Right. That's oh, poor. Man. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. It's all about going to buy your jersey. You got to see the jersey up here now, uh, buddy. When you had a uh, ran to the star, like, that right there, like, seeing stuff like that, like, yeah. a lot of people, like, what is, did, like, oh, that's disrespectful for me. It's like, like, that's. That's the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, I love right. that, you know? Show so, me like, shit. Yeah. and seeing that at a young age, too, I can't remember how it would have. I'm like, I'm gonna do that, you know what I'm one saying? Day. Like, that's funny, Man, you know? Like, one day. That's yeah. the thing. It was, just, it was just having fun with the game, yeah. you know what I mean? That's what you gotta do. You gotta, I mean, if you're gonna you play this game that's violent, you uh, gotta find stressful. some love in it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. We've already talked about, I know we got one more you gotta mm -hmm. name. Talked about how much, how much of a grind it is, how much work you yeah. put into it, not only just physically, but mentally, mm. you know what I mean? You don't know how, how more exhausted you are mm. if you mentally are going through some things yeah. and you're exerting a lot of physical energy. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's how I saw it. Like, so the, the touchdown celebrations that everybody saw, man, that was just me. Really a release. Just, yeah, it was an outlet yeah. man, for me just to just like, go have fun with the game. Because if you take it too serious, mm. you're going to miss out on a lot. Yeah. And honestly, mm. like I said, I had fun, but I've even told people, I wish I could have even had more fun. Because there were sometimes I was just too much football. Mm -hmm. But yeah, one more. You know, I'm gonna yeah. go with Ocho, um, Jerry, Julio, T.O. Right. I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> I like to. I like watching uh, a lot of Megatron too. Okay. Yeah. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you got what? That's a good five. Three Hall of Fame out of that five. Yeah. I mean, Julio's on his way. Yeah, Julio's on his way. Three, so solid. You know what I mean? Legitimate. Yeah. Out of yeah. five, yeah, that's dope. 
Chad should be a Hall of Famer, Chad, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Chad if you think about the numbers, you know, that he's put up, you know, in comparison to some some other guys that have that are in that, there. Yeah, I mean, some of the other guys they got maybe a Super Bowl or two mm-hmm. more than him. But mm-hmm. looking at the criteria, that doesn't automatically and you know induct you to, no. to, to the yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, we know how that works. Obviously, so it's yeah. all about numbers. All right, there it is. Yeah. Well, let everybody know where they can find you on your social media, man. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, King underscore Khalil2. Um, I'm really just on Instagram, really. So all follow right. me on there. That's where you can keep the, you know, get the updates on my life and all that. So all there right, it is. What's yeah. up, man? Yeah. Get y'all popcorn ready, man. My guy Khalil Shakur is in the building. 2022 NFL Draft coming up. Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, appreciate you. There it is. Get your popcorn ready. See you guys next week. Yeet!